Welcome, friends and enemies, I guess, if you want to start off on that pessimistic ass Friend note, to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we chit-chat Game of Thrones over breakfast. And of course, we only bring the best for breakfast, delicious scones. We'll talk about that later. Right now, it's Tony Ons and Jeremy in with you, hitting season two, episode five, The Ghost of Harren Hall and white chocolate apricot, a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, the end of a the the end of another week here. Happy Friday. That was so awesome. That sounds horrible already. White chocolate and apricot scone. Ugh. Well, it's it's my scone today, so I'll I'll let, I'll you, let know you know later down the road so we don't what want to, it is. Yeah, well, if there's one thing we don't do in this in this uh, show, it's spoil things. So. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll make you <laughs> yeah. wait for that. Exactly. We are hard and rigid and unspoiling, just like our scones, at least according to the idiot at Collectible Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you missed that, why the fuck haven't you been listening? Episode one, go find it. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. I don't mean to start so aggressively. Uh, I think I'm just still a little bitter from yesterday's episode where we just kind of talked about all the bleh that happened. Thank the seven that we get some more exciting stuff happening in uh, in this episode. Would you guys be interested in in hearing the wiki plot of this episode to maybe jog your memories just a little bit? I would. Well, then I shall abide. Nope. I shall oblige, whatever the word might be. And uh, here is the plot for The Ghost of Hall. The end of the Baratheon rivalry drives Catelyn to flee and Littlefinger to act. At King's Landing, Tyrion's source alerts him to Joffrey's flawed defense plan and a mysterious secret weapon. Theon sails to the stony shore to prove he's worthy to be called Ironborn. In Harrenhal, Arya receives a promise from Jack and Hagar, one of three prisoners she saved from the Gold Cloaks. The Night's Watch arrive at the Fist of the First Men, an ancient fortress where they hope to stem the advance of the Wildling Army. And fortress is a... <laughs> it's a very generous term for that. Uh, I, I saw a couple things that weren't just rocks. <laughs> that was about it up there. Uh, we're really, we're really kind of getting getting the bleak scenery up at the wall, but some, some cool stuff happening in this episode. Opening it up. First thoughts. What'd you like? What did you think could improve... Uh, guys, season two, episode five. Yeah, my I think my biggest reaction to this episode was just thankful that it was not as boring as the last episode. <laughs> I was like, I really needed to pick me up after episode four. That one, that one, and it dragged me down a bit. To be fair, I mean, this one does just also kind of set up a lot of stuff. It just does it in a more exciting way, and maybe that's impossible not to do when you open up with a little bit of regicide. <laughs> yeah yeah that uh that shadow demon right off the bat yeah, all Randall. grown up <laughs> all grown up uh, they grow so fast i mean they're born in like 24 hours uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to grow up i'm a shadow demon kid <laughs> <laughs> he was i mean and we understand we didn't want to grow up just because it meant we had to buy our own toys at toys r us yeah. that dude grew up and then he oh, died immediately <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, was I, a, I just remember the, uh, the first time I saw this, I was not expecting Renly to go out so quick. Yeah. And they and they set him up to be a big player. Yeah, yeah. And then they don't, they don't even waste two minutes of the, uh, on this guy for this episode, basically. Just gone. I do wonder if that's why season two has fallen short for us, because Renly is... 
a huge part of the first few episodes and us just kind of knowing that he goes out pretty quick and quiet yeah. maybe just sets up all of the hype to be for nothing and falls flat i think that's a good point i think that's a, a lot of a lot of season two especially when this early in the series when you really know where a lot of these people end up it is yeah. hard to get invested in these longer storylines that they're building up which you know don't necessarily pan out. <laughs> so I, I think that's why, for me, a lot of my favorite parts of the episodes are really just one-off scenes, fight scenes, yeah. stuff that's just cool, um, and, and not necessarily... Because almost not a lot of things that happen now really have major implications all the way down the road. So, Well, Renly Baratheon, if you haven't caught on yet, is dead. He was killed by a shadow, a shadow with the face of Stannis Baratheon. Uh, although I looked real hard, I couldn't really see his Stannis face. I saw maybe like a hairline, uh, the hairline of Stannis Baratheon. I guess that doesn't make for as cool of a line for Brienne to say down the road. But um, can I ask you guys a question? I don't know where your, where your um, expertise lies on this. Have you guys ever planned out the assassin um, someone with a shadow yeah i mean i had to well, get the woman to duh. give birth to the shadow demon <laughs> and then i'm like of course it's just a well, timing no. thing <laughs> it's such a it's such a duh i didn't even ask because I, I assumed you had plenty of of uh expertise with that but have you ever planned out like the uh encampment of an army before and like you know where things go this that and the other thing you like when playing like yeah, some sort of board game, uh, or or you maybe I don't know maybe you're a storied military general. You're a fair bit older yeah. than I. I don't know what, what you got bit. up to in life Jesus. before. <laughs> Taking shots. <laughs> Taking shots. <laughs> <laughs> sassy. Well, uh, maybe let's just all dip our toes into it, shall we? Uh, all right. So say you've got uh, what? What is it implied to be? A hundred thousand men. Yeah. Okay, you've got a, an army of a hundred thousand men, and for all those men, you've got one king. That king has a tent. Where are you going to put it? On the you're going to put it on the put on, on, the, on the very edge <laughs> of the camp in the corner. Something tells yeah, something tells me that's not happening. And yet, after making this big commotion and uh, leaving not only two dead Kingsguard but also a dead king, somehow in the middle of the night, Catelyn. And Brienne managed to make it out of that massive encampment. No, what I love is like when they're going to walk out the front and she's like, oh, no, no, this is just a tent. Follow me. <laughs> Go out the back way. <laughs> because does, this is, is not like, a circle surrounded by shit. Because like, yeah. walls aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, exactly. and, and Brienne, I mean, I, I think she's a cool character. Um, I think she's love done her. well in the show. Uh, but I feel like... You know, her loyalty is, like, pretty flippant in this one, right? There was my king, dead king. Oh, now I'm going to just follow you, Catelyn, because we're friends, besties for life. I think that Catelyn made some good points, and I very rarely say that, um, to Brienne to kind of get her to come with her. I, I thought that that seemed natural enough. No, I, don't, I mean, the whole honor thing, right? Uh, like, she's like, look, I promise, you know, you'll get your revenge. But obviously this this is this setup is going to end bad for you. No one's going to believe that you didn't kill all of these people. Um, yeah. I mean, because we have no proof otherwise. Uh, but I mean, but Catelyn, I mean, she's such a, um, a fine-tuned investigator, right? I mean, she's shown the she's ability great. to kind of like solve murders from afar as well. It's true. So it's true. <laughs> she's like, if we just get some fingerprints, I can, I can, I got this shit down. <laughs> it's true. Do shadows leave fingerprints? 
Sure. I mean, sh- demon shadow toddlers do. Everyone. Perfect. Yeah. I don't That's know. Good. I just thought it was weird. You got the experience. That she just kind of like buddies up with her and, and then really shows an insane amount of loyalty to her, I think, in the in the future episodes as well. So That's true. I think the the real point is that if shadow demon babies do leave fingerprints, <laughs> Catelyn go find them. <laughs> it's a... That's a fantastic point. Yeah, no, and um, we didn't really bring this up last time with Lord Baelish also, or Baelish being here. But now it's kind of, you know, when this chaos happens, he very much kind of turns the tide for the upcoming war as well. And I find it interesting because he goes there more to get Catelyn, right? I mean, wasn't he wasn't that what he was trying oh, to sure. con- trying to convince her like he can protect her and those things. I mean, I know they bring uh, Ned's bones in the last episode as well, but then it's just like it's it's too easy. He's there and suddenly like all right, Renly goes down and now he's like, "Oh, now come join the Lannisters and we will, you know, we can we will stand against, you know, everyone else then, right? We can yeah. stand against the North. We can prevent that kingdom from dividing and all those things." Such a, and we didn't even talk about it in the humdrum that was yes, uh, yesterday's episode. There was that moment with Catelyn absolutely shutting down Littlefinger, which was very satisfying to watch. Yeah. I guess I don't really think about it, but every point he makes, like it, it's just so you watch it and you're like, did you think that she wouldn't find out that you like betrayed? <laughs> like, duh. But then he goes on to make these points and make this blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I don't care how much sense he has. She should hate him at that point. I don't care if he brings you the skeleton of your husband because Littlefinger's plan ultimately comes to fruition because of Catelyn Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he plants the seed in her, uh, in her, you know, Batman like head and it just it festers. And, you know, I guess say what you will about Peter Baelish, but he's a persuasive little bugger. Yeah. How just totally side note? How tall is the actress that plays Brienne? It's <laughs> a great question, Hans. Let me please uh, get on uh, Google. Okay, Google. How tall is Gwendolyn Christie? Gwendolyn Christie is six feet three inches tall. Hmm. Six three. I feel like they make her look even taller than that. Oh, she's she's, yeah. she's got to have some boot. Uh, how tall is Michelle Farley? Michelle Fairley is five feet five inches tall. All right, so Catelyn Stark's pretty tiny, though. Mm. Five five. Yeah. Yeah. So that you see that there in that as well. That's fair. So now, um, with this episode, now Theon, now he's made the decision. He's going to go. Mm. Uh, he's not going to go raid the fish village. He's going to go back and get the um, winter. I was going to call it Winterhelm because winter. I'm playing. Please, please let me know what you come up with. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with Sky Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest game ever um it's just all right we're talking about season two of game of thrones in skyrim what year yeah. are we doing this podcast <laughs> i mean <laughs> and even in skyrim is it called Winterhelm? no it's windhelm yeah is it windhelm uh, yeah. yeah i think winterfell and windhelm combined definitely make a better village um sure they're very bleak they're very i mean they're very similar right they both get quite dilapidated <laughs> hey there's the grays as well right or isn't aren't mm-hmm. the the whole werewolf thing. Oh, anyway. So, um, he goes... Different take, town. What? Different town. Different town. Same story, though. <laughs> Everyone knows the same story. <laughs> um, what do you think of uh, of the betrayal uh, of this arc, of this for, for Theon? I mean, obviously, we have a, a much longer thing to talk about for Theon in the future, but I, I was really surprised to see this kind of thing for him. 
Here is um, the moment I think they really messed up with Theon. I do think they get him back on track Mm -hmm. later on very aggressively, but... This is their moment. I still don't buy him turning on Rob Stark so quickly exactly. earlier in this season. Yep. I, I don't get that. I think that that was, that was rushed. That wasn't set up to be something that he would necessarily logically do in the way that he did it. But now that he's in that place, I see what's going on. He wants to please his father. He wants to prove his spot. He wants to do so in the most dramatic and quick way as possible. So the decision to go for something that he knows he can achieve and that would bring his father, you know, something seemingly more than just these fishing villages going above and beyond in Theon's eyes, I buy it. What I don't get is that in the span of one episode, Theon has gone from reluctantly raiding the North because he he has to do this to please his father to gleefully making the decision to, like, beaming ear to ear as he's scheming with this whatever guy who's taking him on the boat about, like, oh, maybe we'll go hit Winterfell. Maybe <laughs> maybe I won't even skirt around these people that protected me for the last 10 years of my life. Let's just go fuck their youngest children. Yeah, that, I think that it just he started to annoy me a lot in this episode. Um and I actually think Bran is becoming more intriguing with Osha as well. Um, yeah. Osha as a character, she's she's kind of kind of a badass. Let's admit that, right? I mean, we see her do some pretty uh, pretty sweet assassinations. Oh man, my, now my iPhone is trying to listen to me talk. Not yet. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's next episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know, but I'm always one ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Um, but yeah, and then. Um, I find it. I found it just a, an interesting point with uh, with him going back and how he. You see the internal struggle, which I clearly mm-hmm. think would be be real. But I don't think like when his is this when his sister is coming back to, or is that next episode as well? When she's like in the hall with him. Uh, I think that's this one. We see uh, Yara when they're on the pier, right? Yeah. Yara comes down to see him off. To see him off, yeah, yeah, because yeah. this is where yeah. she's going out with her ships, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is just another ex- example of them just hitting the gas pedal on a character that they want you to hate, and yeah. just doing it. And it's just like it's doing a really going, shitty job. It's yeah. going way too quick. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really like any of this transition, yeah. and I just don't get it. Like, this is <laughs> people listening must be so frustrated. They're like, oh, awesome. They they like this episode, and then just shit. Okay, shit, let's, shit, let's get shit. to the good then. So yeah, Arya, yeah. we've, had, and we've then, hit the bad. Oh, I've got some more bad. Is the thing? <laughs> oh no. Jacket. Yeah, give me, give me, give me a little more bad, Tony. Let me like I'll just again rapid fire with the passive aggressive things that I have written down. Um, Lancel and Tyrion meeting in a palanquin <laughs> in the streets is not a subtle way to conduct business. <laughs> Uh, we've already, it's been very well established in King's Landing that people have spies in the Everywhere. weirdest of places. So you think that the hand of the king going down to the slums to meet in this carriage <laughs> with with Lance Lannister uh, is, is subtle? No, it's not. Next. Uh, Danny's moments in this episode, she's got some with Zaro Zoandaxos, she's got some with Jorah Mormont, and all of them feel more like uh, a soap opera than they do real like Game of Thrones intense moments. I think I think the whole time she's in Karth, it's all just a little stuffy yeah. uh, until the very end. And again, I, I do say this it's is the, really the, stuffy. It is really stuffy, indeed. Um, and also, we touched on this yesterday. There there are no 
good, bad, juggly moments for this episode. It's a bummer and a half because we could have had all of the juggly moments um, in the book, in Karth, all women oh, yeah. constantly expose one boob. <laughs> <laughs> and that is just not a creative decision that was made in the show. Huh. Interesting. Disappointing. It's a bummer. But that is it. That That is all for my for my negativity. Uh, I think there's a lot of good in this episode. Yeah, my my just a quick hit on the hit on the rest of the bad for me. Um, not so much more. My worst is is kind of a, a, a piggybacking off of what what you had said, Tony. I'm just at least not as of yet, and I don't even think next episode as of yet or much after that. I'm not into Karth. <laughs> the whole Karth sequence is yeah. just it's it's a real downer for me. Yeah, I think we were talking that about this fair. earlier that we just all feel the same way. It just seems it seems slow. It, it changes the pace of the show. Right when it goes yeah. to that, it slows it down a lot, and it goes so to much. a it goes to a tone that you just I don't know, it just didn't do much. Compared that to when we're at uh, Aaron Hall or Heron Hall um, with Arya and Jack, and that now that that's developing. Badass. Oh, it is. It just makes me like want to watch those scenes more and more because when they're conversing, when he the way he talks to her is just so freaking cool. I would agree to anything that Jack and I know, said to lame. me. <laughs> you tell the man, the man will answer. And I'm like, yeah, you, like, you are the man. <laughs> yeah, I, have I, that, I, have, I have that listed as my best. It's just pretty much any scene with Jack and Hagar in it. Yeah. Same. And this is where uh, Arya... Arya's got a... I mean, she's very different than she becomes. And yes, this is kind of the start of a lot of things for her. Mm-hmm. But this is an arc that she's not in for very long. And I really like it. Yeah, actually, the time she's there is now she's kind of like the maid helping uh, Tywin, and that that actually that kind of conversation where, I mean, you appreciate how smart Tywin is, and he is he's they're playing a chess match in this room where he's where yeah. she's serving, right? He's like, oh well, how do you how do you know to talk to me, and how do you know to read, and where are you really from? I mean, you know these houses, you know their you know their lords, and um. And she's always just like trying to make her the lies work, right? Trying to make them all yeah. connect, and um, and then of course like it's that tension in that room because you you know she's also getting information about the war. I think that's just really cool. We get um yeah in the next couple seasons we really build up these relationships that break down the black and white that this show has set up, mm-hmm. uh, and I think there's three main ones: John and Egret. Really kind of to separate, you know, that not everything is as it seems on each side of the wall. Um, Jamie and Brienne. There's some some good truths spilled in that. And then here's where the first kind of round of those come with uh, with Arya and Tywin. And uh, I want to talk about it more tomorrow because I think uh, I, I want to save some stuff there. But uh, yeah, so far I'm loving all that stuff in Harrenhal. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, how Just how well is, is uh, Tywin acted? That actor just killing it. Yeah, I can't remember his it's name. Fi- it's very good. Uh, Charles Dance. Yeah, yeah. He's, guy just guy just nails it. It's very good. Um, also in this episode we have Dragonfire and Wildfire. Poor man's Dragonfire. <laughs> Poor man's Dragonfire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how, how like Tyrion is like you know oh we shouldn't be doing this. This is how it's gonna burn down our city and you shouldn't be making this. And then he's like, oh, no, but just make it for me. We're still going to leave all of this completely disastrous chemicals in the city to burn it down. But we're yeah. Gonna- and it, yeah, I guess that doesn't pay off until later, but you find out that his idea is not to throw it. It's to rather to put it on a boat and right. send it away send it from away. the city. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, 
kind of kind of weird. At the moment, it just seems like okay. So you want to be yeah, responsible exactly. for burning the city down? Like, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, there we go. Anyone else? Anything big about this uh, episode? Uh, I got a, I got a little small question for you, uh, just because I'm realizing that I season two is just a blur for me. Apparently, uh, yeah. who's the masked chick in Karth? I'm not sure it's ever explained in the show. It's a, I don't yeah. think it's explained in the show. Interesting. I, was, yeah, so I actually her, think I wrote a note about that too. Hold on. Her name is Quaith, um, and she is like this. I think she's from uh, uh, Shy, where like Melisandre's from, and she's just kind of this clairvoyant lady who. And I won't. I'll be honest. She doesn't make a hell of a lot more sense in the books. She just kind of shows up, gives a couple prophecies, and then bounces. And mm-hmm. I, I've never really understood, um, I, like, she's got to have something to do down the road, or she's got to be another character. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Quite, I don't know. That's, an, yeah, interesting. I, I didn't remember her having much more impact past then, but I, was, I wasn't sure. But um, Yeah, as far as I know, so far, after they leave Karth, we don't see her. Unless I'm wrong about that. Quaith is a unfortunate name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Quaith and Karth. Hello, I am I am Quaith of Karth. If, if there's any Quaiths out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they were all 14 of our listeners. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. So oh. my topic is a little more, I would say, wishful thinking. Um, I mean, we mm. talked about how much we like Jack in, in this show. The three wishes, right? They're the three lives he owes her. Um, yeah repaying so obviously they're not trying to spoil too much but i mean i'm sorry she has this list in her head and the first thing i thought of when if you're repeating these words over and over and over again and you know who's in the city in that list the fact that tywin isn't mentioned you know do you think that's a huge mistake that tywin's not on our list no yeah that are that i mean she gives three names she doesn't give him yeah Right, and it clearly he's shown he can get to anyone. He does that very effectively for the first two. Why not give the third name, right? So now Tywin's not on her list, right? No, no. But I mean, I feel like yeah, I don't think he I'm is. just verifying. Yeah, I'm I just thought, verifying. For some reason, I don't know why. For some reason, I think she was saying his name. No, it's a uh, yeah, Joffrey, Cersei, Illyn Payne, the Hound, the Hound, yeah, uh, the Tickler, the Sweetling. Yeah, uh, I think that's all in the show. There's a couple more in the books, but I don't think Tywin Lannister is ever one, or at least not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it's a good point. I, I think the names on her list, she doesn't say any of them because she doesn't want them dead. She wants to kill them. Right, right, and that's you what know? I think is interesting. And I think that's that's a good point in this show is that she wants revenge for herself more than she actually wants them dead. Right, she. I think in a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah, and I think the Tickler, and we could talk about the complete random character he is in this show. The only thing, just showing her cruelty so that she has a way of focusing on making that list more relevant for her while she's there. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I just was surprised, and I didn't know what you guys thought about the whole knowing that she can have such a drastic effect on this war. I mean, she clearly understands Tywin is the kind of general of this army, and I think she's smart enough to realize that, but she doesn't name him. I think, despite everything she would want to admit, Arya likes Tywin Lannister. Yeah, I, that, yeah that's exactly my agreement. I think she's learning from him, and I think she likes that. That yeah. she's seeing that she's able to keep up and have a 
have a relationship where she's been, you know, separated from her family, separated from kind of the structure of being a lady and all those things. And I think he allows her to kind of feel important again, even though clearly still keeping her in that role. Yeah, I think I agree. I think uh, Arya definitely likes Tywin. Um, I did when I first that was that was the first thought that came to my mind, too. And then I kind of came to the same same conclusion that that Arya really does want to kill people on her list because just because they've already set up that she has this list and then this guy says name any three people you want and I'll kill him that was my thought as well I was like well why don't you just say three people from her list but yeah and the other thing is alphabetically I guess is this where Amory Larkoat's down or is that the next one uh which one I think it's the next one where where they kill Amory Lorch because this is the first kill, the tickler in this yeah, episode. Yeah, only the first the first kill, and that's uh, the polymer dude, right? No, it's the, t- uh, the tickler goes first in this one, right? The tickler, yeah. Yeah. Who's the tickler? Is it? He's the one. The torturer. The torturer with the red. Isn't that so. polymer? Polymer. I, no uh, I don't know actually. I'm not sure. You guys I'm not talk. sure. I'm looking it up. Let's just say. Let's just say yes. Um. But yes, so then later on it is established that like, oh yeah, death is certain, time is not. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so she could say Tywin Lannister and Jack could kill her in five years. Like, and, you know, she doesn't necessarily know that yet, but that could yeah, play into it as well. Yeah, but he says that, and then of course, as we know in the next episode. That's true. <laughs> Jack <laughs> breaks his rules a lot. He breaks he's his a, rules a lot. And he's like, well, I he, can't do that. And, he's, and she's like, um, but I need it. He's like, Shit. you will walk out at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he really needs someone to really put the fire to him, right? Yeah. And she's like, but I. Yeah. And he's like, oh, done. It's done. Don't worry about it. We're good. It's almost like he's got some history with her. Like maybe he taught her swordplay right. back in King's Landing. <laughs> I don't know. Who's to say? No, I'm not buying who's it. And you say? guys you guys are right. Totally different dude. Okay, so who's Polliver? God damn it. <laughs> 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 I was just going by picks. Show All me, right. Daddy. Let me, let, me, let me hit that wiki. And while he's looking at the other thing, I think we, the dragons actually get a little bit of uh, character development. They can breathe some fire on command. Te- yeah. <laughs> Technically, only the only the one. Already, they're like three days old, and we're already seeing blatant favoritism towards uh, towards Drogon here. Has she even named them on uh, on camera yet? I don't, don't remember that, if she know. named them yet. Uh, Hans, can you name Daenerys' dragons? <sighs> nope. Can't even name one. <laughs> I just said hey, we one. We just said Drogon. I, t- I told you I was I was lurking this wiki. Polliver <laughs> uh, is a man at arms in service to Sir Gregor Clegane. Okay. In the television adaptation of Game of Thrones, he is portrayed by Andy Kelliger. That's all the wiki tells me. Okay, so he's he's still he's around. He's, he's around. definitely one of the guys that's around right now. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, man, Jeremy, dragon names. No, I really, I'm trying to think of, um, no, I can't off the top of my head, I can't tell you any of them. Other than obviously what we just said, which is super sad. You dirty, you dirty really, sconer was, fake fans. I was really, I was really looking forward to hearing <laughs> Jeremy take a shot at these. <laughs> Although well, honestly, you, this episode, me, I've, I mean, I, I can look them up ep- and I can just go through them. This episode, I've, uh, I've already, me- I think I've messed up pretty much every name I've tried to say this episode, so. It's been a, you well, know, was, we've, we've all got to have our moment. Well, it was the Tykler, right? I mean, it wasn't. The Tykler. The Tykler. Yeah, yeah, sure. Everyone knows. Polymer. 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 Uh, 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 anyway, Accessory. for anyone keeping score at home, uh, Drogon, Viserion, and Rhaegal are the dragons. But I know you guys actually knew that. You just wanted me to, you just wanted me to say them. 
Oh, well. Yeah. Well, again, that's the good. That's the bad. There are no jugglies today. It's quite a bummer. But as always on the show, there is some scone action. And uh, I have been filling my gut in my mouth today. Tell me about that scone, Tony. I shall tell you about it. I think Jeremy already tried to talk some shit about it. It's white chocolate apricot. Yeah, well, so... Again, my mic is being really weird, so I think we should just close this up today. Thanks again for joining us on Thrones and Scones. You can catch us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, shoot us an email. We like to hear from our fans, like to answer some questions. You know, the nice thing about email is that I won't read it, Tony won't read it, and maybe Hans will. Um, Hmm. That's going to be thronesandscones at gmail.com. Again, join us again next time, I think, Monday, uh, as we move on to episode six, right? Is that right? You're correct. Yeah. All right. One last thing, just the important, uh, ever since uh, we started this podcast, are you down with G-O-T? Yeah, you know me. No, so Hans, scones, tell me, how'd you find your scones? What about it? Oh, yeah. So, uh, I was pretty pumped, actually. Um, I was... Obviously, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling the heat now. Uh, starting to be a little stretched <laughs> as far as being able to find these damn scones. And one uh, and a half seasons in. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I thought it was gonna be, you know I I figured it was gonna be a little bit of a challenge. I just didn't think it was gonna be a challenge quite yet. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm fifteen I'm, in. I'm, we still struggling. Yeah, I'm scouring these grocery stores by me. Uh, I'm hitting up the bakeries. Uh, well, there's one bakery I haven't gone back to that didn't have any scones, so <laughs> no reason to ever go to that yeah. bakery again. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking around, can't find anything, pretty much just repeats of what I've already got. So then I checked this little smaller local grocery store that, uh, is kind of a natural foods grocery store. Uh, look there, no scones, can't find anything. I'm walking out to see... This little corner, little glass cabinet, thinking maybe, maybe, maybe just double check because I already walked by it once. Didn't have, you know, didn't have my eyes on apparently. Go back there, two gorgeous looking scones <laughs> just peering at me through that glass. <laughs> and uh, so then obviously I immediately buy both of them. Just, of course. Just, yeah, I got to stock up per collectivo employee. Scones last forever. So, not concerned with that. So, uh, so I, I buy them, um, and then as I'm as I'm like checking out, I'm paying for them. I'm about to leave. Uh, I, um, I like I, I just have this horrible one-liner where I asked the the chick behind the counter. Uh, I said, "You guys make scones often?" <laughs> uh, didn't quite come out quite as cool as I thought it would. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see why it's the smoothest line I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I thought I nailed it. I had the elbow. I had the anti dropper line. I had the elbow up on the countertop. <laughs> nothing. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I find out this local grocery store makes new scones every single day. <laughs> Two new scones every day. So I'm I'm set, guys. It's now turned into a podcast where. Hans just eats the scones. <laughs> yeah. and we just kind of yeah. we just kind of look on. I'm gonna have more scones than I know what to do with. I don't even need that I many was scones. 
that's, that's, that's I might just have problems. to move up to you. That's the real. I know we've been talking about like getting together so that we can hang out and make more projects and stuff, but no, I'm going to move up to Milwaukee just so that I can have more scones because I have like three major grocery stores in my area. I've cleaned the one out already. <laughs> there are none at Walmart, which is a big bummer. I figured there would be some cheap, terrible scones at Walmart. There aren't. And then uh, I went to the other one today to do some grocery shopping. No scones there either. Oh, that's rough. So I, I am running out of places even more swiftly than I thought I would. Yikes. Uh, some cooking is most certainly, or some baking rather, is, is most certainly going to be in the future. Yeah, farmers farmers can, markets are going to be a big thing too, I would think. But clearly winter is a dampening on that. Yeah, I'll send, you some, market, I'll send yeah. you some scones in the mail from this place, Tony. US, <laughs> USPS non-priority. <laughs> Thanks, man. Just going to get a beat-up package on my doorstep, crumbs and broken corners, and hey, you know what? It, it couldn't be any drier than it already is. Well, not to just hog this mic, but mm. the story doesn't end there. <laughs> 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 so then in, in my just sheer excitement, uh, I was speechless, <laughs> obviously. Of course. To hear those words that they make new scones every single day. Uh, the search is over, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I, uh, I, uh, I, of course, obviously, grab up my bags, run out the grocery store, get home, excitingly tell Jenna about how awesome this is. Uh, oh, re- look down at my scones. Forgot what flavors I bought. <laughs> Again. Again. So wait, did you have to call them? I made Jenna do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just love the idea that within a span of just a couple of weeks of filming this show, multiple places are like, Dude, what is up with this scone craze that's going on right now? <laughs> Got some guy like barely can talk when I tell him we make scones every day. We got this lady calling about scones. People asking how long scones last. Ridiculous. Would it not have just been a little bit faster to take a bite of the scones and see what they were? That's fair. That's fair. But I wanted to save it for the eps. I want a true, a true review for our viewers, <laughs> our listeners, I guess. Whatever they're doing. Whatever they're uh, doing. Oh, my gosh. So how did the, the call go? Uneventful? Yeah, pretty uneventful. Damn. Except for, like, I, I don't know what I was thinking because I immediately, <laughs> right afterwards, I'm like, oh, Jenna... I was like, That's, this sucks. One of us is going to have to go back. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm, like, I'm like, if I go back, you know, I'm my, my, if I go back, I'm risking, you know, my face going on the wall as a, as a creep again. It's true. Probably. Because you're definitely hitting on her at that point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, then it's, yeah. then it's bad. Hey, so I then, just bought two scones from you, but I don't remember what I bought. Can you tell me? Yeah, so then, <laughs> then it's bad. So, and I can't lose this place, right? It's true. true. This, this is now your, your holy mecca of yeah, scones. This, I can't lose this place. So I'm sitting here like contemplating what I could possibly do. I'm like, I'm at, at one point, I'm pretty sure I bribed Jenna like money to go back and check what, what scones are there. Uh, Reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah. And I'm doing all this. And then Jenna's just like, next thing you know, Jenna's on the phone and, and she's just like, oh, I'm just going to call them. And apparently that was just not a thought that crossed my mind. So. Even though you'd already done it once I'd before. I'd already done it, yeah, yeah. I think just the sheer embarrassment of last time just <laughs> burned, burned it that, from your memory. Yeah, burned that thought out of my mind. 